Ready. That's, hmm. <laughs> oh, no, I wish I got that in recording. I mean, you could we could do it again. Nope. <laughs> and like that, it's gone. <laughs> You're listening to the Lexington Absent Marxist Experience. Which one might say is short for what? Lame. There we go. We did a live show, and then... We did not do a live show. We did a... Oh, fuck. We did... <laughs> What world are you in? Can we just redo that? Go ahead. All right. You're listening to Lame, the Lexington Absent Marxist Experience. We did a an on the table, um, and quite a we, while ago. Quite a while ago, and um, wow, we have been gone. Yeah. To the, all those who to all those who came, it's great. It was fun. Nice to meet you. Um, we're definitely doing something like this. We're doing our own on the table. Um, right now. Right. Oh. Um, uh, do we, that's. I think that's all you need to hear from us. We'll, we'll um, get into some programming notes later on yeah, in the I'm episode. Aaron. And I'm Jenry. And it's the... Oh, wait. That you do that. And it's the 24th. <laughs> you fucked this up. Why did you lead with the live show? What? Why did you... Why did, why did you, I... Oh, because we haven't done an episode in a while. You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington <laughs> Absent Marxist Experience. The Lexington, I'm going to kill Aaron Marxist yeah. Experience. The Lexington, kill, kill, murder, murder, die, die, don't fuck up my intro one more time, Marxist Experience. It's the 24th of April, 2022. Um, that's not it's true. It's the 27th of April. It's the 20, what the fuck? It's the 27th of April, 2022. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. And, that's, and uh, uh, I'm Jenry. I'm Aaron. And um, uh, it will be a miracle if you ever hear us. I mean, look, I was telling you this earlier, and I'm, I'm, really, I'm really relating to Tom Sexton right now, and I can't even have a cohesive thought. Okay. No um, allergies. That's true. The allergies are bad out here, folks. Um, but this is a podcast um, where we talk about, like, the news or whatever. Um and uh, I don't know if you all can hear the the radio is quite strong. I can never hear it really on the recordings when I'm listening. But um, man, I might have to take these here headphones out. They're torturing me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm can hear the <laughs> lyrics too. It's really. It wouldn't be lame without. The, it wouldn't uh, be lame without the bull. 98.1 the bull, which I hate to say. Um, so. Um, we're communists, and uh, here's the news. Bill Gatton died. Um, Talk about someone who doesn't have to deal with allergies. Anymore. Yeah, literally. Um, uh, congrats to Bill Gatton on the death. Um, uh, hope, Very envious. Yeah, hope you stay dead. Um, uh, Bill Gatton donated so much to this university that he got two buildings named after him. And for that... Um, and a college. Yes, we should have publicly executed him for this one, um, but it did not happen. Um, I don't know why he died or under what circumstances. He's just dead. Such is. Um, oh, other little bit of the news. United Campus Workers Kentucky is hiring a full-time organizer, folks. Um, I have no idea where you would go for more information. I guess there's I a could... there's a PDF. That's not helpful, Aaron. You gotta you gotta contact you gotta contact Zeke Perkins. Fuck this. Okay. You have to literally have to email him. Contact us. I have the PDF. I guess I'll send it to you. 
Um, I don't. Uh, so stupid. Whatever. Um, but if you want to be a full time organizer, um, uh, there you go. It's for you. Um, you can work for us. Um, and it be can, it can be fun. Um, we'll work for the union, which I guess is us. We are. What I can't get into it. <laughs> um, Chris Stapleton had a concert um, that uh, that that changed the uh, uh, land, events landscape of Lexington irreparably um, for the rest of all time. Um, I've never seen more people um, uh, descending upon one spot in this town, um, and uh, I look forward to um, just more nonstop traffic everywhere constantly mm. always um uh congrats to everyone that went which was seemingly everyone i think it was only seconded by the lame on the table that's true lame on the table was crazy um but that was you couldn't notice the traffic impact everyone was just walking um uh let's see oh that was a funny headline i don't, I don't know if i want to keep that one just for us Mm. No, you can you can yeah. put it in there. Chris Stapleton Chris Stapleton concert results in greatest municipal mobilization since Stalingrad, um, which I thought was cute. Um, UK Healthcare just settled the lawsuit with this its former big. CFO. Um, I don't know if this is really the worker win that we were hoping for because this guy made goo goo gaga money as the C- as the CFO. Um, but there's some funny moments that I wanted to share from this thing. So, um, he was hired in 2004 as the CFO. Um, uh, and apparently he was making $479,000 a year, which no one man should ever make. Um, he was upset that, uh, because other people that are, that are in his position at other institutions make $533,000. If you're making that much money, is it really that, do you really notice the difference? Um, but he raised this complaint to human resources, um, and then as soon as this happened, um, uh, they they reassigned his duties. Um, and then when he made a complaint about this um, in February of 2022, he was um, a few months later fired um, without severance. Um, so he filed suit, right, um, being the uh, good doctor that he is, um, and... Uh, he won stupid fucking money. He won $1.75 million, which is $1.5 million in monetary benefits, and then two, uh, $25,000 for emotion. $250,000. Yeah, well, fuck. $250,000 for emotional distress. Can I get that much money for having to be alive right now? I know, literally. Um, uh, let me see what else. Um, oh, this is what's interesting. Uh, of course... They had Eva Capilouto testify during the trial. Um, so Capilouto took the stand, um, which I love. Uh, and uh, they uh, did someone else, whatever. Um, Melgar says the money is not a big issue. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Um, uh, he said the important thing is that people can see retaliation is why I left UK. I only, aside from the fact the idea of Eli Capilouto at taking the stand is an idea that I would love um, to see happen. Um, I also, um, 
I wanted to just uh, use this to get into the mind of um, what it is like in the upper, upper management of the University of Kentucky, which is about just as insane it is as it is on every other level of management. And uh, these are the kind of psychos that we are going up and fighting against as a union. Um, the guys that make stupid fucking money to do whatever. Um, they can just go to court. Yes, they, they can just fund that they, they can, you know, easily just fund going to court. Um but whatever. Um, okay, next article I'm going to do. Yes, I'm going to do this one. This one was interesting. I've not read the full article. This came, this came out on April 20th. What? Don't laugh no, this, at me. This is funny. What is funny? You didn't read the full article. Yeah. Well, I, I was like, I read most of it, and I was like, this is good enough for uh, to read on the podcast. Um, because, uh, folks, if you, haven't to- if you haven't been able to figure out doing... Um, uh, sitting down and doing this podcast um, is, uh, while it's one of the great privileges in my life, no one said it was easy for me. Um, it ain't easy being January. It ain't fucking easy. Headline by Beth Musgrave. Why Lexington is considering rezoning part of Nicholsville Road that's mostly rental homes, which is a weird way to put it. The city of Lexington is considering a sponsoring a zone change for a neighborhood around the Waller Avenue that is largely University of Kentucky student rental housing, which um, is part of that area is where the uh, Jay Blanton was like, um, uh, we uh, was like, we should bulldoze this for our cancer ward. And then um, y'all can go oh, live yes. in the hub. Um, that bitch. We're going to hear from him later on in the article, actually. Uh, if not here in a different article. Um City of Lexington is considering sp- uh, is why does it it said that twice? God damn it! Um, I hate copy pasting articles. In an unusual move, the city of Lexington is considering pursuing a zone zone change. Okay, why it said the same thing three times? Am I going insane, Aaron? No, this Beth Musgrave has written the same thing. Okay, like the same thing in different words three times. What is interesting is that it's the city that is initiating the zone change. It will be able to rezone the area that includes 94 properties on portions of Waller, Elizabeth Crescent Avenue, and University Streets to encourage more dense and mixed youth development. Thank God. You know, I grew up in this area. Um, I think it's cute. Um, A lot of couch burnings. I hope those continue. I think those are fun. If you don't believe, if you don't think they're fun, um, uh, I'd I'd go burn a couch and see how you feel. so it's currently all um, basically zoned R1 um, or uh, R2, um, which are like duplexes, with some quote-unquote professional office space, said Sally Lambert Warfield during a Lafugue County and Public Safety uh, Planning and Public Safety meeting, right? Um, only six of these are believed to be own, owner-occupied. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, they manage the Imagine Nicholasville Road, uh, initiative thing um uh so let's just skip that the city's infill and redevelopment committee which looks at how to make it easier to encourage infill and redevelopment will send letters to the 41 property owners and engage with nearby neighborhood associations to get feedback on whether the owners and renters would be supportive of a zone change so this is when i this is something that they i thought they were changing um I don't want you like they are sending letters to the owners of the property and are engaging with nearby neighborhood associations. How many people live in that neighborhood um, that are in a, that either own the property or in a neighborhood association? I thought that Lexington was 
um, uh, going to start email, start mailing letters to residents um, when it came to zone changes. Um, so uh, explain that one. Um, uh, hmm. Quote, we are not proposing, proposing what the zones may be, unquote, which is so stupid. We want to talk to neighbors. Didn't they just say at the beginning of the article? They want to do their- density. Well, this is why I'm so... I'm skeptical of um, of this because I'm like, well, okay, are you guys going to zone it? Are you guys going to upzone it or not? Because what is it can only go up. You can't go. You can't make it worse than R one. What? Um, and, and and what do we want? And what will the owners of the rental properties have to say? Keep it exactly. It's so stupid. Um, if those property owners and neighborhood associations are not supportive of the zone change, the city can choose not to pursue it. Boo. Um, uh, what we like about it, there are a lot of pauses in the process. Oh, yes, there are. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm taking out my headphones. This is insane. To Folks, we're going in blind um, on this. Actually, I can't. That's too scary. Um, I'm putting them back in. That was really just a one end for two seconds. I, there was no one monitoring the podcast. It was terrifying. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Do it. Come on. Season the podcast. Oh man. It went away from me. Aaron's got horrible allergies, folks. This is one of the other reasons we haven't been able to record. I would say, um, is that, uh, is that God has decided to strike. You open the door, you let the pollen in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vice mayor, Steve K who's on the Infill and Redevelopment Committee, said there may be other commercial properties that might be appropriate for the same approach. For a variety of reasons, the committee looked at the neighborhood near, near UK first, to which I say good, thank you. Um, Susan Lamb, uh, uh, outgoing council member, uh, says that they have talked about Infill until we are blue in the face. Um, uh, so this proposal was made to make it easier for the Infill to occur. Quote, we don't want to displace people, unquote. So... I use this article as the preface to our next article um, because infill, folks, it's the talk of the town. And what does our mayor have? What solution does our mayor have? Bold, what are historic investment. Okay, Aaron's. I Aaron, got to blow my nose. All right. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> um, so this is full article quote bold historic investments unquote Gordon unveils four hundred sixty million dollar budget, um, which is quote the city's largest ever. Um, the city is expect is expecting forty two million dollars in new revenue, um, that which begins July first. Four hundred sixty million dollar budget is fifteen percent increase over the current year budget of four hundred one million, and it includes no tax increases, which is interesting. Um, the budget will now go to Lexing to the fuck to its um, for its uh, review and eventual approval. There are quote a thousand new businesses now operating in Lexington since the pandemic. Many of those now have remote workers. Unemployment has dropped from almost 15% in April 2022, now under 3% in March of 2022. Uh, the bulk of the budget is being spent on personnel costs, Gordon says, because, um, of course, the city has uh, um, start, uh, has entered uh, uh, very begrudgingly into new contracts with five of their six collective bargaining units. Um, uh, all of these contracts include substantial raises in efforts to retain employees. The budget for this fiscal year that begins July 1st, Gordon is also proposing a 5% raise for employees not covered by collective bargaining agreements. Um, quote, and this is something I can get on her with. Government is a service organization, said Gordon. Our employees provide the expert services that our citizens demand. Um, which is, let me say this. 
Um, always, we are always so cautiously optimistic with these Gordon budget things. Every time she does a thing, we're like, well, that's not, you're not technically wrong. And this is another one of those ones where I'm like, well, we'll see what this means and how that pans out. But, um, service or that's an interesting take. Well, you I know, I've heard I'm, that before. It was, um, you know, it was, uh, when or when they shut down recycling, she was like, she was like, recycling is a service that you know. Uh, Gordon is at least making some allusions to a social contract that the government has between its it and its people, where people expect the government to do things, which is um uh, not what I would say most politics now, like especially in the federal government, there is no expectation that the government will do a, literally anything for you. Um, so. Uh, in this matter alone, um, uh, Gordon, uh, and Gordon, I think, um, uh, is doing good. But we'll get to that, folks. We have a breaking article that I will have to read later. Um, one of the most important pressing needs, she says, is to address public safety and gun violence, right? So how will you do this? Um, uh She's paying more. She's she's giving more money to. Uh, she's giving Divine Karama an additional staff member. <laughs> so there will be one more guy to work for Divine Karama. The city's park service will also hire recreation leaders in 16 neighborhood parks to provide and supervise a wide array of new activities for children age five and older. Gordon said additional programming, particularly for teens, has long been requested by council members and members of the community. It's too early to assess the full impact of one Lexington. Our violent crime numbers are leveling off. Oh, oh, violent crime members numbers leveling off. So not only are they at historic lows, they're now leveling off. And yet there is nothing we see in the newspaper, but like murders and police cameras and police camera shit and crime so what's up with that hmm. um uh hmm. it looks like gordon is actually accidentally uh betraying the rhetoric um uh the current pr campaign that they're waging to convince you that a thing i guess the, we'll put a footnote on that yeah um we're also putting a big footnote on the flock safety license plate readers um because we will be getting that to later um but uh of course we still do not know where every single one is. Um, oh, my God. I don't know why I yawned on the podcast. <sighs> Guys, I'm oh, so snot. Not fucking Aaron. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Um, this fucking sucks. Okay, quick, quick, quick. In addition, Gordon's budget includes $5 million to replace police vehicles. Oh. Damn $6.1 $6. million to replace fire equipment. $2 million for affordable housing. All right, hit the brakes. Um it never go it to my knowledge and this is something i really got to just ask the civic lex guys cuz they you know i'm tired of doing the i'm tired of doing the real work i'm sure that some one of those people just know what the fuck does what the fuck does linda gorton mean when she says affordable housing right like cuz we're we're now we have now 12 million dollars towards this right um and i am all for the idea of affordable housing but what does affordable housing mean um, because if affordable housing means housing that is, um, uh, uh, directly related to the, uh, like median income of a neighborhood or whatever, I'm still screwed. We're going to uh, make housing more affordable for remote workers. Yes. God, don't even say that to me, Aaron. Um, <laughs> we want Lexington to become an attractive city for people coming all over the country. Yes. To work, we, work we, remotely. in a, per- I mean, I'm sure a perfect world for every like, like neoliberal mayor is like, like a city that is full of remote workers no every single guy in that town is alienated from his labor in a in a like comically obvious way 
and the city becomes transformed into just a little playpen when you leave your laptop. Um, if you come into Lexington to remote work, we'll give you a $5,000 housing stipend. Wow. And you can you put it towards your rent or whatever you need to help improve your life. Yeah, Jesus, man. Anyway. Um, see, wait, 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 wait. fuck, I'm not even tired. I'm this, what the <laughs> fuck, I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm wide awake, guys. I'm just yawning. Um, since 2014, the city's affordable housing program has created or preserved almost 3,000 units of affordable housing. In addition, Gordon's budget includes $1 million for the Lexington Neighborhood Investment Fund, a zero-interest loan program that uh, will help nonprofits take a blighted, dilapidated property and turn it into affordable housing. Giant fucking asterisks on uh, t- transforming blighted and dilapidated properties mm. into affordable housing, right? Um, that sounds like what uh, I'm hearing is uh, even though you're calling it affordable housing, folks, what I'm hearing is gentrification and gentrification. gentrification. Um, now, let me say this. What I love to I don't want to believe that, but it's true. I think this such is the way or whatever. Um, I don't know. I it one of these days we got to do a whole lame episode dedicated to what affordable housing actually looks like in deep detail on this podcast because we talk about it a lot right we talk about how we cannot afford housing a lot on this podcast um a program that helps low income uh, low income homeowners fix code violations also receives two hundred thousand dollars um uh from arpa money it's been a long time on the podcast since we've said arpa almost a whole month um wow I know. In addition, the city is, of course, receiving uh, $260,000 to buy a mobile food truck with refrigeration service. This truck will go into areas of town where fresh produce is scarce. Addressing food scarcity is one of the recommendations of the Mayor's Commission on Racial Justice and Equality. I would... That's an interesting way to do that. That is sort of a real band-aid kind of thing. Something something that is not in any way infrastructure, right? It's just a truck. something that at the end of every day you can you get in and draw and wheel it away, you know, not um what I'm when I'm talking about fixing food deserts, I'm talking about, you know, putting stores in areas. And and this is the real thing, right, in Lexington. That's unironically a food desert in the city. Lexington after 10 p.m., man. I know we've talked about this every time, but it is literally – they're doing violence to me. Um, you know, my line of work, I get off at weird hours or whatever, you know. Um, and, like, the fact that there's, like, every Kroger, like, like is closed, like, the – the entire Fayette County, like the only places open. I ha- are- yeah, I have to. The, I should not have to drive to fucking like the north of the city to like go to the one Walmart that's open. I don't know. It just drives me fucking insane. Um, and of course, um, the current political nature, the current nature of the politics of the city is so that there's no even way to really address. Like, like there's no like like like. Like, do you really expect these guys to pass an ordinance that mandates that a certain amount of stores be open a certain time or whatever? No, that is not. That violates the whole contract that that uh, that you know the modern state has with business or whatever. You know, um, but let me say this: on the lame party docket, we would be simply seizing the stores. The Krogers are ours now. 
They're property of the state. Property of the state, in the supply chains, in everything. Um, uh, such is the way. Um, but don't worry, folks. Artificially fixed prices um, and all sorts of other good shit coming your way. Um, that's that's the promise that we give you. Also, it's open past midnight. We're bringing back 89 cent bread. Yes, liter- bread so cheap the farmers will buy it um, <laughs> for to feed their pigs. Um, I'm just saying like like it is so like if you're talking about like wanting to like fix employment or whatever with real jobs not like uber eat shit or whatever um uh, no fucking brainer just make the stores open later like you know does not require any more like like physical capital to do it you just you just you know literally you're just paying people to you know run the store open i don't know it just really drives me insane um then this is then this is where it starts. Infill development, new ag tech incubator is the headline for this section. <sighs> there is land in the city's urban service boundary available for development, but infill development is often costly. We must recognize that it can be more expensive to develop infill property. No shit. Um, Gordon is proposing setting aside $3 million for an infrastructure investment fund that would provide repayable zero-interest loans to developers to develop infill properties. So stupid. Gordon said the funding would be, quote, gap financing or the last money into the project. City money cannot be the only money in the project, right? Um, so stupid. I, the, if you, I don't know. Maybe it's a little insane to me, but like when I think of like 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 this is why I'm against expanding the urban service boundary, right? I mean Because the developers will build. They will build it. If you are relying on a free market of contractors and developers to create real estate in your city, um, if you cordon them off and only let them build in certain places, they will build there because it is fundamentally profitable, right? Um, or so they say, what do you know? Like, like every time when they're like, oh, we don't have the money to do it, they're fucking lying to you. And the, the big, lame, lame podcast tip. If you're in city government and some big developers talking about how they need some sort of tax write-off or whatever, or they need some sort of help to do it, they're lying to you. Um you know, if let me say this, I'm sure the aluminum mill is coming to Lexington real soon with those three million dollars. The biggest aluminum mill in the world. Yeah, baby. Um, so God, and, and you know what? If if only the state had simply like like when is the city when are states going to realize like? And I guess it only takes a certain type of politics, you know, to even really think this pragmatically or this materially about it. But there will come a time. Where the old, you know, it is going, the only person that is going to save you is you. You know, you're going to simply have to accept that Ball Homes cannot deliver you into the new world. Like, you cannot, like, um, like the people that have created the ills of today's society are not, will never be the people that come to fix them, you know? And it's really frustrating um, to see the city's continued reliance on developers. And I understand it. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of state capacity to build up your own, you know, construction firm or whatever and develop your own properties. But state-run enterprises are simply the only path forward that isn't just completely stupid. Um, and that's basically... Because you do private enterprises, like the private private developers, they'll build fucking 
I mean, we were, we were, where were we even at? Like uh, Clay's Mill the other day. Uh, um, yeah, I think so. Or what was that even like Reynolds? What South were you Worth, talking about? Whatever the one that it was just a bunch of dental offices. Yes. Um. Oh yeah yeah Wellington. yeah yeah yeah. That roundabout where like where Wellington turns into Reynolds Road, like that's just and it's all built as like um like medical industry style like a office space or whatever that are just these loose things. There's no there's no fixing that the way that they've yeah. set up those corporate parks or whatever or uh, into uh, you know or office parks or whatever. All that shit's gonna have to get demolished. Um and just simply the roads are gonna have to get reworked. The properties are gonna have to be reapportioned. You know, and um, you're going to have to and it will honestly be like, you know, and you can even look at it on the map, like behind the Fayette Mall. Like you see uh, old District 9, oh Aaron, God, yeah. just a giant empty space between Man of War and Nick and uh, um, New Circle Road. And, you know, when you seize power, folks, look for places like like that in Lexington that are just fucking empty or if they're filled, they're full of just like terrible low rise shit. And that is where. You will find a way to tear everything down and build a real mixed use, like like modern, sustainable community. Um, and that's just, you know, and I'm sorry, I don't make the rules on this one. Um, it's just what's going to have to happen. Um, you know, I was looking at, I was trying to find a way that I could ride my bike to Shillitoe Park. Good fucking luck. Yeah. Uh, the bus. I it, Does the bus even go to Shillitoe Park anymore? I don't even know. I'd have to check. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, you would, I mean, that is also like, it's like a weird transit desert, like to get to, I once worked at a place right by that area and there was a guy that would come to work and he would literally take the bus from downtown on Nixville road, right? Get off at the mall and walk from the mall all the way to Clay's mill road, you know, um, because there was simply no, there's no bus on Clay's mill. You know, um, I just horrible, horrible shit. Anyway, um, you know, and this is where me and me and Linda Gordon you and disagree. Linda. And you know what? It's so funny because um, I would consider uh, the city developing its own real estate uh, to be a uh, excellent service. Um, but I guess, I guess that's just me. It's a service to a point. A service to, a, yeah, a certain kind of service. Um, the building community and developers have pushed the city to make its permitting more easy. So they've done this. They put it in a, quote, one-stop shop um, uh, to find, a, to, you know, get all your permits or whatever, which I can appreciate. I like, there's a lot of bullshit red tape in the United States, and I appreciate this. I don't like that they're pitching and being like, look, we're helping the developers. You're not, I'm not a developer. I don't give a shit. You know, like I'm not doing that shit. Um, why would I vote for you on that basis? Um, Gordon is proposing $1 million for a bluegrass ag tech development corporation. Ugh. Yeah. That $1 million <sighs> will go to startup costs for a new program that will be a partnership between take a shot. Ryan Quarles, Nancy Cox, who's the Dean of the college of ag food and environment and all tech president, Mark Lyons. Um, uh, so the, the 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 trifecta of fucking evil. Um, I'm kidding. Nancy Cox is nice. I've met her. Um, I cannot say the same for Mark, um, and definitely cannot say the same for Ryan Quarles, who will um, probably be the next governor of Kentucky. If we're being honest with ourselves, um, uh, future future governor Ryan Quarles, who will not have any power. 
because well it'll be fine he'll be everything that they're doing will be rubber stamped um anyways you know he will be well that's the thing of course they're as soon as they get a republican back in they're gonna i'm sure it's gonna be like oh you know we gotta bring the power back to the governorship i don't know maybe not because the governorship is too um you know it's it's difficult to gerrymander the votes for governor because it's a simple statewide poll you know there's Mm -hmm. no districts to fuck around with anyway $13 $13 million for, for paving, which is slightly less than the $14.9 million for last year. Uh, $100,000 for the Neighborhood Traffic Management Program. Um, asterisk on that. Very curious to see what traffic management counts as. Um, $5 million for a federal grant to match to fix problems on high in Manchester streets near uh, Rep Arena, which um, I will not be saying. Yes, I am dead naming the Central Bank Center. Um 1.3 million for widening the intersection at Mason for Mason Healy at Versailles Road. Bullshit. Um, uh, you do not want this. Uh, $200,000 for better transportation services for city services. The translation. Translate. Oh my God. Sorry. I totally. Um, but this is exciting. New city service, including a web app that translates all city government slave into 96 languages. Is so, Swahili in there? Aaron, stop it. Um, <laughs> You know they're sensitive about that. Um, Three point eight million for grants to social service agencies, an increase of two hundred thousand from this current year. Uh, Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to replace. Oh, take a shot. Oh my god! Aging golf carts at golf Kearney guys. Hills, Lakeside, Picadome, and Tades Creek. Hey, talk about another excellent place to just bulldoze and and you know go and and fix that we had way too many golf courses in this town um your golf course is getting seized literally turned into a farm expropriated free real estate yeah big farms um we're gonna do some coal closes um out there very exciting times ahead of us yeah 12 new and expanded positions, including a traffic engineer manager, two new Global Lex employees, Civic Lex's evil alter ego, um, uh, to focus on outreach to minority communities. Um, they will be using some one-time money for capital um, projects. Uh, one-time money to balance the budget. To balance yeah, it's, it's very confusing how they wrote it. They're, um, they're adding, they're doubling, uh, no, she's restoring the $600,000 annual contribution to the rainy day fund that they will never use, um, which we will be using when we um, expropriate all the things. Because here's the thing, folks, about the history of expropriating wealth from the bourgeois, right? Especially in all these Central American countries that did land, that did land reform. What's so funny about it is that they is that is that everyone whose land is taken is given the 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 stated value of their property. They are compensated by the state for it. You know, mm-hmm. um, famously in Nicaragua, when they um, you know the United Fruit Company was so upset because when they expropriated the United Fruit Company, um, they were given the value that the United Fruit Company told now Chiquita told Nicaragua it was worth, which was intentionally low to get to, to be in a lower tax bracket, which is very funny. Um, so uh, that's, that's what you get. Um, here's something that is bullshit. Um, uh, $1.5 million for two pieces of art. First, a memorial to commemorate our COVID-19 victims. Yeah, that sounded to date, insane. To date, there are 597 deaths. Um, the memorial will be on the Town Branch Common Trails at the corner of Maine, Midland, and Vine, right? Um, 
And the second will commemorate the 250th anniversary of the founding of Lexington, which is a arbitrary date. What the why? Don't bother. Um, we are, quote, and here's the episode title. We're older than the Declaration of Independence, said Gorton. This is good. Yeah. Um, so, so bullshit. Um, anyway, breaking news article that I want to read, and then I'll probably have to yield my time because uh, we're, we're pretty deep into it. But this one's totally worth it. And this is where we're going to bring back up the uh, flock safety cameras. Beth Musgrave, April 7th, 2022, 3.11 p.m. Should Lexington use flock cameras to catch criminals? Mayoral candidates weigh in. So there was a mayoral form that we totally missed. Um, and that's on us, folks. Three candidates vying for Lexington's top job. Yeah, sad that what William Wallace is not there. Everyone be sure to vote William Wallace. Is it um, William or Adrian? Fuck, no, it's, it's William something else then. There's Adrian Wallace. I'm talking about the guy that's blonde, the fourth candidate that's raised no money. Oh, yeah. Um, sadly, he's not there. Um, it's Adrian Wallace and then Kloiber, who put out a hilarious ad where he's like, the city is confused, even though he is the city. Um, thank you, Blake Hall, for that observation. By the way, I did not want to bother watching that ad. It's um, not good. I watched both of them. Oh, God. Three can... Um, I believe there's a lack of transparency, said Adrian Wallace, who runs a development company and is one of the three candidates running May 17th primary for mayor. We need to know where they uh, we need to know where they are. But current mayor Linda Gorton said the nine license plate readers by flock safety have already helped police solve crimes, including arresting people who wanted for uh, people wanted for assault, animal cruelty and has helped police find stolen vehicles. Um, of course, she would say this. The city will get 25 cameras under a pilot project. Gordon has included the money for a proposed budget for school year that begins July 25th for an additional 75 cameras. So we'll be having over 100 of these um, uh, license plate cameras. The police have not released the locations, but some groups, including the ACLU, have raised concerns. Yeah, yeah of course. And we have to include us. Beth Musgrave. Gordon said the cameras are placed in areas where there are violent crime, um, uh, and these are based on crime statistics. Cameras take still photos of license plates and feed them to a database that can check the license plate to determine if it was used in connection with the crime. So they are logging everything, um, and uh, with the surveillance state in the city grows. One more reason to not drive a car in this town. I've had people call me and say, I want it in my neighborhood, Gordon said at a mayoral forum. Yeah. Well, let's uh, take a wild guess as to who the fuck wants that. Um, It's, you know. The Chevy Chasers. Yeah. The forum was sponsored by the NAACP, the Alpha Beta Lambda chapter of the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, Building Cultural Bridges, the Kentucky Chapter of Kentuckians for the Commonwealth, and the Central Kentucky Council for Peace and Justice. Could all of you guys please get shorter names? NAACP, you're fine. Everyone else, work on it. This is embarrassing. Um, David Kloiber, first-term Lexington Fayette Urban County Councilman and mayoral candidate, <sighs> the Kloib, um, has said he has not seen evidence flock cameras reduce overall crime or improve solve rates. Kloiber also said he was concerned that the cameras were going to be placed in neighborhoods that have, neighborhoods that have traditionally been over-policed. Good on you for saying this, David Kloiber. Interest. Um, I mean, David Kloiber. Out of left field, we did not expect something this progressive from a, David Kloiber. A moment Kloiber. of coherence from David Kloiber. Yeah, which is so, I feel like so many local politicians every once in a while have a brief moment of clarity um, uh, where the where the politics escape them and they just say something that's like normal and what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sadly, of course, he is not securing a vote. That guy's a fucking idiot. Um, 
Uh, not that we love Mayor Linda Gordon or whatever, but uh, not, not, so not so anyone gets confused that we're like some sort of weird pro-Gordon podcast. This um, is not a pro-Gordon publication. Yeah, honestly, I mean, not that I'm crazy about Adrian. I'm not really crazy about anyone but that one blind guy, um, just because uh, he seems to be a real, real true outsider, not linked to any sort of a thing. Um, I'd like Adrian Wallace a lot more if he wasn't involved in development. Um uh, but I totally think Mayor Gordon's going to sweep this election anyways. So if the Herald Leader has its way, pff, well, yeah, one, if the Herald Leader has a way, but two, I mean, you know, um, I think people generally have a very positive opinion of Mayor Gordon. And I would say <clears throat> your average Lexingtonian is most likely to have their views align pretty directly with Linda Gordon, mm-hmm. um, a real true centrist candidate. Um, or whatever. So there is, I don't know if you're going to, we're going to talk about the, the spreadsheet that they have. Oh yeah. Let's go ahead and say that now before we get to the rest of it. I don't know, Aaron, Aaron, I don't have any of the stuff. This was your, you tell me about the spreadsheet. All right. So there's this thing it's called Lexington police accountability. Uh huh. And I don't remember their exact website, but we'll put it in the do show. Do they have notes. a website? <clears throat> they do have a website. Okay, and great. it's it's it was made probably in 2020 because I was looking at their page and they had a whole bunch of other stuff about like Brianna Taylor and stuff like that. And their latest post is a link to a spreadsheet, and you can add the locations of these cameras if you find them and you post a picture of it too. Um, and hey, if you're posting a picture, make sure you turn off all your like identifying data. Yeah, scrub that. Um, there's scrub a, that. Uh, there's a uh, scrambler. Yeah, exif scrambler. Exif if you're on scrambler. Android, um, um, I'm sure there's something on it. Uh, that whatever. But yeah, there's a form where you tell them basic information of like where is it? Here's a picture, stuff like yeah. that, and then they put it on there. And so far, there's like eight on there. Um, yeah. but I mean, there's some on Winchester road. There's a few, I saw, um, somebody had reported one on like South limestone. Um, and you know, the more people report it, the better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lexington police accountability is where that's at. Google it, or maybe we'll put it in the show notes if we remember. Yeah. But yeah. That's it. All right. Oh, this is great. Um, uh, when asked if there needs to be more citizen oversight of the police gordon uh of course went on to um uh talk about how they won the uh um that that they they won through collective bargaining the two civilians to the internal police disciplinary board they of course do not mention that uh two fop members were also added Mm -hmm. um uh and of course gordon did point out quite correctly that to get a citizen oversight board for lexington would take a change in state law right um they were basically told that this was impossible with the current general assembly. Reggie Thomas tried last year to make that happen and it died. That bill died. Uh, Kloiber said he supports an external oversight board and more transparency never hurt anyone. Wallace said that Gordon is just now appointing the two civilians to the international disciplinary board quote. We are two years in and we are just now getting those appointments. Wallace said Wallace asked if there was a way to set up a civilian oversight board through a governor's executive order, but was told that that would likely be challenged by Daniel Cameron, the attorney general. God. Yeah. Civilian appointments to the internal police disciplinary board have been approved by the FOP. The contract was approved in October. Gordon told the crowd Tuesday, there are three and a half years in office in a global pandemic and a nation. Oh God, shut up. 
Um, oh, get this. Gun violence is down 50%. Um, uh, even though we won't stop reading, even though they won't stop talking about it in the paper. Even though Dave Kloiber won't stop talking about how gun violence is actually up. Yes. Um, so w- which one is it? Uh, um, uh, is, of course, lying when he says, quote, I feel like I could give Lexington some bright new leadership. Um, Wallace has served as a volunteer police chaplain and has been an officer with the local and state NAACP. Wallace is concerned that police are severely understaffed and the department getting, isn't getting enough applicants to fill positions. Um, uh, his office is down 94. I'm a bridge builder. Wallace, a military veteran said, I've served my country and would like to continue serving as your mayor. Curious. Well, that was the article. Not a whole lot of, um, stuff, but, uh, let me say this concerning comments from Wallace. Um, I served my country and now I'm going to serve my city. And now, I, and I, in the police need help getting more officers. I think it's a good thing that they're severely understaffed. We didn't, I didn't include in this episode, um, but there's a series of articles uh, talking about how the uh, uh, Department of Corrections is just continuing on its downhill slide. And then, like a few days after that article, like two different people died in uh, county jail. So, um, uh, real bad place. You do not want to go there. Um, uh, uh, looks like we're going to have radical abolition because we will not be able to simply keep running the department. Um, and let's see. I don't have time for anything else. Um, sadly, uh, I'm going to have to give it to Aaron. But first, I yield my time. You all are listening to the middle of lame, the Lexington absent Marxist experience. Um, well, there's a big event happening. Well, I don't know if it's big, but there's an event happening this weekend mm-hmm. at Shillito Park yeah. from 11 to 4. Mm-hmm. There is the May Day Picnic. We will be there. We will be there. I, I, yes. I'm going to be there. All right. We'll be there. I want to be at the May Day thing. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, special appearances by um, Aaron and Jenry Lame, mm-hmm. um, as well as the CPUSA, <laughs> the PSL. And uh, what is it? The Tenants Union, and of course, Lexington DSA. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, let's see. Programming note, folks. I'm just trying to get really get oh, close to the mic, whoa. folks. It's been rough out there. I know. Been there's been a drought of lame episodes, and the drought will continue for some time. <laughs> Next week, we are putting up an interview that we did. We went to Berea, and we interviewed the two founders of the Berea Torch. Uh, we had a lot of fun. They're awesome. Um, very cool people. Um, very fun interview, I think. Um, it was fun for us. I don't know how much you all will care for it. Um, a lot of shooting the shit um, about communism or whatever. Uh I think that was fun. Very um, interesting little teaser. We got uh, the senior most official card carrying member of the Berea CPUSA. Shut up, Aaron. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, whoa, that's cool. I, you're sp- whatever. Aaron is spoiling the I'm fucking just, that's interview. That's my little teaser. That's my little teaser. That's the funniest. Well, sh- sh- shut shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Stop <laughs> ruining my promo. Um, anyway. Uh, so... Um, there's going to be an episode next week. That's that there's not going to be normal. I'm going to be out of town for two weeks. I might 
do something or post something the second week or not. Um, and then later on in May, me and Aaron are going to sit down and record a bunch of episodes, like a normal episode. Are we going to try to do a Labor Day special or a Memorial Memorial Day, May Day special? May Day special, no. Okay. I, the May Day special will be, we will be there at the May Day picket, picnic. Right. Um, or pick it. Pick, make, it well, make it what you will. Make it a strike, folks. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, we're going to keep putting up programming. We're not going to get a whole bunch of true de jour lame episodes like these. And um, for this, I apologize. Uh, but don't worry, folks. This summer, we're getting back on our feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a challenging time. After um, the month of May. Yes. Uh, we're going to be full sailing until the end of the year. And um, and then we'll do it all over again. Yes, because I will also be, I will also be in an area with uh, no reception for yeah. two weeks. Mm-hmm. Beyond um, contact. Beyond contact. Um, so it's going to be, and not at the same. So, you know, folks, just programming's rough. Um, weekly lame will return sometime soon. Watch out for lame on, um, on ham, on the ham channel. So st- yeah. We're going to start throwing, yeah, like, like a uh, tune your radios into, you know, like, like 20 megahertz to hear <laughs> lame on the air. Um, we saw our own CW band. That's the, stupid. The, the show. That's horrible. Um, okay. Morse code. All right. That's you have to stop. Follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com and you can give us reviews on iTunes, mm-hmm. on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can do it if you so desire. Um, and mm. with that, let's get into Side B, baby. Side B. All right, what do we have, Aaron? What do we, we have? Okay, so we have some more minute marks. Okay, we have. minute marks is what you're calling it? Well, yeah, because, well, how much time did you use? How much, how, what do I have? You got about 10 minutes. Okay, that's fine. We can, we can do work a little longer. Well, hey, hey, we can get a little longer. They're, they, they've been hungry for a lame episode. Go well, as long as you need, Aaron. If I'm, if I'm being completely honest. Stop it. You don't even have 10 minutes of uh, content? We'll see. Let's, let, look, I'm sure we'll find a way to talk. Hey, we'll, we'll talk about something. Just, okay. just go, 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 go. We're continuing our little... Our little foray into value value price price and profit profit. um and we had a little bit of cliffhanger last episode (laughs) (laughs) sure man (laughs) we were talking about um how are how are wages determined and in this next section marks is going to answer well marks is going to set up the answer to that question Mm -hmm. um and we're gonna we're gonna be asking some of our own questions so how are wages determined? If you ask a capitalist, they're going to tell you that they are determined by the law of supply and demand. But Marx says, um, by what law are supply and demand regulated? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of those this is one of those quotes I think from from Marx that uh, I could try to summarize it. I could try to put it down into my own words but the quote does it the quote is just so good that i had to say it Mm -hmm. straight from it the relations between the supply and demand of labor undergo perpetual change and with them the market prices of labor if the demand overshoots the supply wages rise if the supply overshoots the demand wages sink 
Although it might in such circumstances be necessary to test the real state of demand and supply by a strike, for example, or any other method. But if you accept supply and demand as the law regulating wages, it would be as childish as useless to declaim against a rise of wages because according, according to the supreme law you appeal to, the periodical rise of wages is quite as necessary and legitimate as a periodical fall of wages. If you do not accept supply and demand as the law of regulating wages, I again repeat the question, why is a certain why a certain amount of money is given for a certain amount of labor? Yeah, baby. <laughs> so supply and demand regulate small fluctuations in market prices. Um, but how are how exactly are wages determined? This has been the whole question we've been asking for the entire book. Yes. Um, capitalists will hear Marx's uh, little response and say, well, the prices of commodities are determined or regulated by wages. Um, to which, you know, they'll say, okay, well, like a high value commodity, you get high value wages, right? If you're making, you know, computer chips, you get a big wage mm -hmm. because you got a high value commodity. But that's not really the case in a lot of places. This coal, is true. Coal miners yes. produce a high value commodity, but they receive low wages. If you work in Georgetown, you and you are in the Toyota plant, you're producing a high value commodity, and relatively speaking, you're Low. making lower wages. Or, in the inverse, you work um, at a bullshit office job at the University of Kentucky, and mm -hmm. you make the, the value of a house every year. Uh, yes, inverse. You are, um, I don't know, hypothetically, the chief financial officer in <laughs> <UK> healthcare. <laughs> Doing bullshit work. Right. Um, and then another example is um, farmers, they produce a, a low-value commodity, but in a lot of cases they make, I mean, it depends on where you are, but uh, higher wages. Curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, where even was I? Oh, yes. Uh, so now we have to talk about surplus value. Someone is calling us during no. our own show. My mom is calling. Sorry, Aaron's mom. Yeah, that's okay. And then that signal thing is just going to keep going in the background. But Great. That's, just keep... Yeah, let's, let's take we're it almost home, done here. So suppose <laughs> suppose you have a job that pays you $15 an hour. This is a little Mark, Mark's little mind palace that I've updated to the 21st century. Uh -huh. For groceries, etc., you need to work two hours to pay it. Okay, so you get $30. We're going to pretend taxes don't exist. Yes. Um, the price to sustain your labor power is then $30 a day. So you have to pay for rent, cost of living, etc. If you were selling your labor at value to the capitalist, they would make no money. Um, all of the surplus you make with your labor would go to you. Yes. Because you'd only have to work $30 to be able to replace your labor. By buying, buying labor power of a worker gives the capitalists the right to do whatever they please with it, just as they can do whatever they please with the machines, tools, etc. that they buy for their business. Therefore, the value of labor is determined by how much labor is needed to sustain it, how much you need for food, for rent, for healthcare, etc. The use of it is limited by physically how much a worker can work in a given time. For your job to reproduce your wage, you must reproduce $30 of value per day. Yeah. However, the capitalist has control of your labor for the entire day and can make you work eight hours instead of two, mm -hmm. which is kind of a bummer. Uh, so those extra six hours are surplus labor. Yeah. In it, you make surplus produce and surplus value. So if you're at a factory, you're making surplus produce. And uh -huh. if you're 
you're also making surplus value regardless of what job you're working. Um, because you sold your labor power to the capitalist, the value generated by your labor is owned by the capitalist. Instead of working to produce $30 of value for, to your product, you're working to produce $120 of value to whatever you're producing. Mm -hmm. The capitalist can then choose what to do with the other $90 of surplus value you generated, but end, at the end of the day, it's them deciding what to do with it. It's not the laborer because you it's, it's their surplus value. So the rate of surplus value depends on how much time is necessary for the labor to generate enough value to survive and how much extra time they work to produce surplus value. Yeah. Which next time we'll talk about the value of labor. Wow. Speed running marks over Speed here. Speed running marks over here. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, hmm. Not, I mean, not on that, but I mean, he's right. Um, <laughs> it is, I mean, it is very... I mean, it's a, there's the classic, like, um, you know, like, uh, well, you can't pay the worker all the surplus value, then there wouldn't be any incentive for the capitalists to run the factory. Yes, that's what we're getting at. Yeah, that's um, the whole point. They shouldn't be doing it. Um, you know, uh, just, I don't know. Um, Marx, you did it. I don't know. I'm sure we're going to revisit this when we talk about uh, wage labor and capital. Yes. Yeah. Because there's that's... a whole graphic that, you know, and once that comes to it, I'll post it. But Great. there's a whole graphic I came to it, which is uh, it dissects how your wage is, is actually, uh -huh. like, made up of. And, like, spoiler alert, a lot of it just goes to uh, the capitalist. Yeah, a lot of it just goes to just jack shit. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. Anyway. But it's happened again. It has happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. Our esteemed executive producer is Charlie Carey. Our stickers and graphics are by Claire Thompson from ClaireThompsonArt.com. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com for stickers and buttons, too. We got those. Hey, we'll be leaving those out on Sunday. And, um, yeah, check us out on Sunday. Shillitoe Park, May Day. Shillitoe Park, May Day, 11 to 4. Bring your bring some food. It's a cookout. Um, just bring whatever snacks or food you want. Um, maybe we'll see you there. Yeah. Um, and uh, even though uh, the the Lexington police put up a license plate reader inside of Lame Studios, whenever they hear us say it, <laughs> this is lame. It's good. The idea that the license plate is inside the <laughs> whatever. It's a little goofy. A little it's silly. a little goofy. A little funny. A little mm. outro.